0: welcome back to toys on tap this week we bring on the collector chance priest from his collecting and his woe to line warriors of the universe he has some incredible knowledge if you want more toys on tap you can go to all socials at toys on tap if you want to help the podcast out a free way is to like follow rate review and if you want to jump on the patreon you can do that patreon.com slash toys on tap now let's get back to this episode toys on tap
1: you see me yeah i do (laughs) (laughs) is this the way it's supposed to be set up heck yeah Uh I'm so bad at this
0: shit. <laughs> you know what's funny? I just was watching one of your lives and you were talking about Instagram working and Facebook not working. And you yeah. were like you just you looked at the camera and you were like, I'm gonna go work over here while I get this going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, I'm not technical. I don't know shit. I like I I told my wife I said, you know, I, I've done a bunch of these podcasts and stuff and I said, I, I still I can't remember. I said, do they just call me? I can't I can't remember and she's like no 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 go to this and she's telling me and i'm like okay okay, okay, okay. i remember now
0: how funny yeah. that that makes sense she sent me a message with like clarifying like hey how does this work that makes sense like, now because you thought uh, it was going to be a call or something
1: yeah she she uh she has to help me every er, 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 and everything because i'm like i don't i i could i hate technology man i i i hate i hate it you know
0: yeah i'm like beyond stoked that you're here um i don't know like we've never met but i've bought so much stuff from your auctions
1: (laughs) that's good (laughs) yeah
0: and um my wife is usually sitting next to me like doing something and um she knows when it's about to go crazy because I'll look over and say, like, look at this number. How do we feel about this number?
1: Uh, I, got you, I got you. I got you.
0: Yeah. So, uh, it's, My wife it's...
1: wishes I would do that before I bought stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you on. I'm stoked to have you on because I, I want to hear you have so much knowledge about Safubi and toys and bootlegs. And you have your own toy company and toys on tap is a podcast that surrounds the toy community and you you are the toy community so good (laughs) i'm I'm pumped i'm pumped um i just first before anything please introduce yourself tell us who you are and what you do
1: uh i'm chance priest and uh i don't that's who i am (laughs) what i do uh uh, well, besides being a rabid toy comic poster, anything I like collector, because I buy, I buy, I collect rocks, I collect all kinds of stuff. But, uh, uh, you know, I make, I make toy victory comics, you know, we do co- Tom comic books and toys. And basically, I just write stories. You know, uh, people, uh, goddamn people messaging me. Uh, can I cuss on here? I, I never you can know. Can cuss like... as
0: much as you want.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Because the last time I did one, they were like, I started. They're like, it's G rated. Because, because when you know me, like, like personally, I'm a, I'm a, I, I can't. I was brought up with a potty mouth man. I got one, you know. Yeah. Um. So, um. So, uh. The, uh. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Basically, I just write stories. You know, I mean, I, I, I come up with stories. I have these crazy lucid dreams and kind of like weird. Um, p- Some people told me what they're called. Now I can't remember, but it's where you're like daydreaming and you have it, but you have a dream, but you're kind of controlling it, but not controlling it. Well, I have a lot of that going on, you know? And so I, I basically get up from there and I, and I, and it gives me a vague outline of a character or a story. Or, and then I write the, I write, I jot this down a little pads, you know, I got little pads everywhere. And I jot this stuff down. And then usually before I even write it into a story or before it goes into a comic, a lot of times before I even draw it, I make I'm start sculpting the toy. You know, I find that easier because once I have a sculpture, then I can draw from the sculpture. And um and, you know, I'm 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 not, I don't consider myself like like um, I always tell people I'm not the greatest uh, you know, sculptor or or comic artist or anything like that. I said, but I'm the greatest chance priest. Sculptor, a comic artist, a <laughs> yeah. writer—you know, like, like if you want my stuff, you got the best there is because I'm the only one there is, you
0: know. Yeah, um, that's a good way to say that. There, there is like imposter syndrome that like riddles the toy scene, oh. and so. Oh my God. For you to say like, yeah, oh, we're we for sure need to get into it, but for you to say like I'm not the best, but I'm the best chance like yeah, that's a, such a good way to say that.
1: well, I, I think there's so many people that like they don't see themselves as good. Yeah. They go like, I you know like like look, so one time I was doing an interview like six or seven years ago for a newspaper or for the, the the TV and they said, uh they said, well, uh what 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 do you consider your art style? I was like, I don't know, like talented ten year old. I said I, I, I don't know. I said I, I said it's it's my style. So like I don't try to. I said before when I used to try to draw like Jack Kirby or or, or, or yeah. you know Kevin Eastman or or people like that, you know that I look up to. I sucked. Like I was terrible, and and I never could get anything right, and I kept erasing and going back over, and you know I was like that doesn't look like it's supposed to. What the fuck's it supposed to look? It's supposed to look like me. And it wasn't until that finally clicked in my head, dude, just sit down like you were ten. And draw it. Because when you were 10, you never said, well, what's so-and-so look like? You know, you just did it. So that's what I did. I started drawing like me. I started sculpting like me. Yeah. And and, and I, said, I said, so you're getting the best there is. Because it's the only way you're going to get what I'm, I'm putting out, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's what I think. I think other artists don't, they, 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 they don't go for it. Because they're like, dude, I can't be like Todd McFarlane. Well, no shit. Because there's only one of him, you know. You're yeah. never going to be like him, you know. And if you are like him, you suck because you're a copycat. You know, that's the way I look at it.
0: Man, see, you say it just, and then have to take a big old drink of that drink because you like you're nailing it right there. I think that that's so. I wish that before I started creating my own toys and before I started doing anything, I wish someone had said like don't even model it. You're like, just be you. That's, that's there's helpful. It.
1: That's it. It, it. I have people that do covers and they do artwork for us for our, um, for our package art, because every package has a, has a, has an art package, you know,
2: and yeah. uh, it has,
1: well, it has all, all of its art, but some of it's like a special, like a guest artist package. Yeah. And there's people like, Oh no, I, you know, I suck. I'm terrible. And I'm like, you kick ass. It's, it's yeah. incredible. It's, it's, it's unique. And that's, that's what they don't understand. Like, I have pro artists that have worked for DC and Marvel and all this stuff like that. And they said, you know, it's weird. I've known you for years and you've never asked me to do any art for y'all. And I said, well, it's n- no offense to you, but it looks like commercial comic art. And yeah. I said, I'm actually looking for something that looks like very individual, like no- like nothing you've ever seen. That's the art that impresses me.
0: You know? I like that. I, you know, I just, um, I'm working on my own original stuff and I sent the character, and then like a profile of it to like 12 different artists and said, Hey, all the things that have to be the same are colors and the name have fun. And they ran with it. And it was incredible. Like I sent it to people that had thousands of followers. I sent it to a person that had like 120 and it was incredible.
2: That's so insane. and,
1: And so often you get the best art. From the guy that uh, the guy or gal, whichever you send it, but the person that 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 they don't have all these followers and they're you yeah. know like like man you're like dude you you like I'll have that up and I'll be like man that that is that's bl-. every day I look at that piece of art of my characters and it's blowing my mind and this person thinks they suck and they're unknown you know and 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 I, and I try to build them up I tell them I said dude there's nobody that draws like you you're the best there is you are the best there is. And they're like, oh, man, you're just saying, no, I said, because you're you, you're, 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 you're you're the best you there is, man. I said, you know, people say, you know, well, I I mean, we, we, I, we, we always joke because this has been a couple of years ago, but somebody was on our uh, Facebook group and they said, they said, uh, I I posted a a painting I just did, you know, and the guy says, uh, the guy says, uh, oh, man, hey, that's really good. You know, check this out. This is a YouTube channel that that teaches art. You know, like they can teach you how to how to do this and that and this and that. Well, I mean, before I could even say anything, all these people are like, "Hey, you dumb fuck!" You know, this, this is <laughs> he's doing it his way. You know, like this is this is the, that's why we collect him because it's the way it is. And I said, "No, man." And so I talked to the guy, and I just, you know, I just said, "No, oh, no, don't get mad at him." You know, I mean, I said, "But that's the general public." You yeah. know, like that. Like, it doesn't look like commercial art, you know? And now we're moving into a time period where it's all going to look like AI art. So it's all going to look like a computer did it because a computer did do it, yeah. you know? So so it's just like when now when we get art done by anybody, I have to have the original. I won't, I won't accept uh, a digital anything. you got to, like, I don't care what it costs or whatever, but if you're doing art for us, for our packaging, a poster, a comic book, I have to have the original art because I want to know for a fact you you drew it with a pencil you inked it with a pen and you colored it with a brush or whatever you colored with
0: so yeah that's just like, i do work with a do. comic book artist that my favorite thing about like his art's great i love it it's fantastic um but my favorite thing is he sends me the pencil he then uh and once we okay it he then sends me the ink so he like does this whole process as if makes it's, a copy of it and
1: then does it on top yeah. of that and then makes a copy yeah
0: and so it's and then uh i do want it to be digital cuz i do want to do downloads and all that stuff but i love that he's just willing to send each thing so i know for a fact that this is nowhere else and that means yeah. a lot to me
1: yeah yeah well that's i mean like um granted i do most of the art on everything you know but i mean we we have uh like david Christopher is the guy that does all the paintings for our packages and and uh And he's, he's working on a comic book for us right now. And the guy's like freaking, I mean, nuts. I mean, you know, like, like, I mean, we, everybody calls him the Frazetta of, of Wotu, you know, like, cause he, he, that's what he reminds you of. And he can paint so freaking good and, and, and he can draw so freaking good. And it, it, I mean, it's like next level. Like, I mean, it's like, you feel like, wow, this stuff should be in a museum, you know, but, um. But and 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 we end up. I, I I work trades with him, and you know, so I get the originals and stuff like that. But he's old school, you know. It's all it's all hand done, and once it's done and finished, then we you know we'll either take digital photos or get a scan of it done, and then we've got it. We can use it for this, that, and the other. And I mean, now me, I, I'm so I'm so old school, dude. Even when I'm doing titles, I draw the titles out and I cut them with an Exacto knife and I paste. Them. I do old school paste ups, you know, because I'm like, man, I to me, art is process. It's human process. And, and, and if the, when art quits being the process, then you don't, to me, you've lost, you've lost a piece of the art, you know? And it's, I I watch people click and move, you know, titles and and using fonts and stuff like that. Even that, it's just like, God, I want to go back a hundred years, man. (laughs) You know, I want to, I want to do it like the old days, you know? And it uh, takes a little, yeah. long, but you know what? It doesn't take a lot longer. That's, that's my, that's what I tell people. I said, yes, it takes longer, but I'm not, not enough to where you're like, wow, it's really slowing me down, you know?
0: Yeah. So. This'll be the first video that I've ever, cause I usually don't post this video at all, but this is the first time that I want to clip it. And whenever someone's like, I'm struggling with my art, I'm just going to post just the clip of you saying like, no, be you like that's all That's the- it. Like, man, I mean, the fact um, that you do the paste up art is the title is crazy to me that you still like cut it out and do that's I
1: insane. Do. Yeah. I, I I either draw it on it. God, I had a paste up setting over here a minute ago or, or earlier. Oh, uh, no, I, I drew that one on there. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I cut out. Well, I'm doing a big comic book right now with like 45, 50 pages. Everybody says before I'm done, it's going to be an 80 page giant. But yeah. uh, but but I keep working on it. It's it's the Vidalia mission to Hellroot. But yeah, I'm doing all the um the the letters. You know, I'm drawing the letters and then just cutting them out and then you know pasting them up over everything. You know, and even when you take a, a digital photo of it, you can tell like it, it it doesn't look cheesy. It looks like you did some kind of effect. Yeah. To to haze in like letters hovering on there. And I'm like, fuck I, yeah! They're like, what effect you use? I uh, yeah, you know what? I use them fucking fingers. That's the effect I use. You know, that's <laughs> you know, that's what I I I dude. I love that because to me, man, that's um, I mean, that's process. That's the human process of art. You know, and I I love it. And and that's like for me, you know. I mean, I know other guys. It's like you know, oh man, it waste my time to color. It waste my time to do this and. And and I'm like you know I I don't know I don't care I'm gonna do it my way no matter what all my all my um sculptures you know I mean I sculpt by hand I engineer by hand and every toy that I make whether it's a big one small one whatever there's no there's no computer ever used you know right. like ever e- even when I send like even when we have vinyls made big vinyls um uh, the the one thing you know like to make the molds yeah. Th- they have to they have to uh scan it into a computer, right? To make a hard copy. And then of course they have to sand it all down and do all that shit. And then they make a mold. Well, I said, you know, it's very important to me. The only way I want you to do that is uh is if you get my original sculpture. If there's a damn fingerprint that I left in there in that clay, I want that in there. And they're like, okay. So when the guy does it, I mean, man, I mean it I see every little what people call a fuck up. I call man. That is evidence of human activity right there. You know, I mean, that's a human did that. That was me, you know. So when a collector has it, they're like, dude, you know, like, man, there was this little glob back here. Yeah, I said I forgot to I forgot to sand that down when I originally did it. So that there it is, you know. And that makes it cool, you know. <laughs> that's man
0: i messed up when i first started art i need to restart uh so uh, i mean i want to talk about your life your why toys all that stuff but i I do have a question you have a luchador over your left shoulder blue demon uh yeah
1: that that big blue demon is that like 36
0: oh yeah is that a bootleg Uh
1: uh-huh yeah it's uh like uh I guess at one point in time when you were in Mexico, you know, they would be in a, a shop that carried a lot of luchadores. So it's a big uh it's a big muscular luchador body. And then the 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 mask is all cloth and the and the cape is all cloth and it's all handmade down there in Mexico.
0: Holy moly. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um you have spent your life with toys, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh so take me back in time. When did that start? And, like, is this a childhood fascination with toys? What did you grow up with? Like, walk me through that.
1: Uh, well, like, uh, yeah, like, I, I can, like, early, early on, some of my earliest memories are not so much of, like, family. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like, of what toys I played with. And, and, man, I got a really good memory, you know, because I was born in 70, late 73, December 73. So, so I remember people always go like, what's the first toy you remember? I said, I, re- I had a Mego human torch yep. and I flew that sucker. Every- and I didn't even know about fantastic four or nothing. I just, I just knew the package and the human torch and he was always flying around on fire, you know? And, uh, and I said, you know, and I remember playing with weebles a lot and, and I mean, I'm talking little, I must've been like three or four years old, you know, but I said, I remember having those. And then of course they stayed in the toy box forever. And, um, I had a granny that was a a collector. No, mm-hmm. my mom wasn't a collector. My mom was a collector of junk stuff. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, nothing. She had she had random shit everywhere. You know, she was a buyer of stuff. But um, my granny was a real hardcore doll collector, like well known in the in the in the uh, in the in the doll industry or whatever the hell the the collector circles and um
2: we interrupted this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this meanwhile in a galaxy of bootleg like treasures
1: dov2 we have agent failure we must crash land on dke toy planet oh my We're doomed. wait
0: salvation hooray we're saved dov2 Limited edition custom artist-made action figures and DKE Toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. The for custom action figures. DKE.
1: I spent every summer with her and every Christmas with her. My brother and I did. And so we really got the collector's bug. My brother and I both collected since the time we were little. And I don't mean like, I mean from the time we were eight or nine you know, it wasn't like, oh, look at the toys, bang, 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 bang. You know, we were already like, oh man, take, gotta take care of it. You know, like I'm gonna set it up on the shelf when, I, and when I play with it, I'm being a little more, cause my granny would say, hey, if you're careful with these, they'll last forever. Like yeah. when you're an old man, you'll still have them. So we, we did that. We took care of them, you know, but that, yeah, it, it just comes from, and growing up, I never got out of toys. Like, like I, now there's been spurts where I either didn't have money. Or I was like hardcore into, I remember, you know, like when, when girls were all that was on my mind, you know, when you're like 15, 16. Now that's not to say though, that if I went into a Walmart, I did the first hit wasn't the toy aisle, you know, that that's not to say that if I was driving around, you know, San Antonio by myself, that I wouldn't say, you know, like, pass by Dragon Comics, and I wasn't like, oh, 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 shit, I got, you know, screw it. I don't have any money, but I got to stop, you know, and I'm going to buy some comics, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, it never, I I never had a big lull where I wasn't into toys or comics or, you know, collecting something. And you, I mean, having that kind of a collector
0: spirit that young, that's, you've got some self-control, because I remember what I did to some of these toys, as a kid yeah <laughs> they didn't make it right uh, but i yeah. like that's crazy that that got built into you so your 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 grandma was a collector and from what i can tell you like you were saying rocks toys like there's got oh, to yeah. other things so you just got that built into you
1: oh yeah i've collected like everything like even like we just had a big move where i moved I don't even thousands. know how many thousands and thousands of boxes, you know, and, and tubs and things and, and objects, you know, and, and every time, you know, cause we had different people helping at different times that they'd say, dude, you collect old telephones. And I'd be like, well, there was a time I, I, you know, I would, I would buy interesting old phones and then you'd, you'd have certain boxes full of old phones. And the Next thing you know, you got like 20 old phones or, 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 you know, old Scientific equipment. That's something I love. Mad Lab looking stuff, you know, I don't know, things with with gauges and knobs and shit like that. Yeah. So i you know, I'd buy those and then um uh i i love world War Ii stuff so uh we, we uncovered a whole box full of world War Ii aces with their autographs on there and I said oh mm-hmm. i remember going through that time period where I would I would collect aces you know and I and I didn't care what country i'm mean, gonna I have nazi aces i have American aces i have you know Australian aces anybody didn't matter where you're from because I, I was I was interested in the soldier and what they did you know so i collected aces and then i have world War one aces photographs and some of them are autographed and you know like i mean i got all kinds of shit you know like like i it's like i have a bullet collection you know like ancient going way back you know like bullets i mean i i got knife collection huge knife collection uh i couldn't even name it all man i got like collections uh uh (laughs) everything you can think of man i
0: saw (laughs) uh you posted uh about tvs and old tvs
1: yeah, yeah, I and, got like eight, nine old TVs. Yeah, and, and
0: those—I don't think that people understand that. Like, when we collect toys, we have some cabinets; they go on the walls. But when you collect something like TVs, it's a room.
1: Yeah, you, you, you just you, you're like, well, I've I've been fortunate since two thousand and oh, I think I bought. I bought our first bigger piece of property in the early two thousands, two thousand mm-hmm. two or three or something. I think two thousand two. I bought a pretty good sized piece of property. It's fifteen acres, and it had two barns, and one barn was big, and mm-hmm. it, and we put a concrete floor in it. And um and when I say big, I mean it was probably like like four thousand square feet, and so it gave Whoa. me all this room. And uh, it wasn't long after that. Well, it was about that same time I had an antique mall we owned the building and it had an extra room with about i don't know 1500 square feet so i was i was afforded the, all this room and I, my wife has a joke she always says she says man don't give chance any room cuz he fills it up you know yeah. and it, 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 and for years it's been true i i have filled it up i i i've just been like i've been like oh yeah i'll buy your collection or yeah man i'll buy that that's huge but i don't care i'll buy it cuz i got plenty of room well finally after you know, almost you know, 20 years, you know, cause we, we, we sold that property and we moved to uh, to Paris and then we bought that building that was 45,000 square feet. So I had all, I had all the room in the world. And, uh, <laughs> That's so and the, the big. problem with that, is we had an elevator. It's four stories. We had an elevator and I could take stuff in any direction and take it off the elevator. And then um, of course, you know, we had it since 2008 and I just, I think just fill, fill, fill. There was no there you could hardly fill it up, you know. And when uh when we finally decided to sell it, it was a deal between, you know, my son, my my oldest son, me and my dad, you know, we all had parts of it. And uh uh so he's like we're like, you know, like yeah, it's no problem, but we're gonna make sure in the contract that I have a year to get my stuff out. Mm-hmm. So that we actually bought it and the guy buying it gave us a year to get the stuff out. Well right after he bought it, he, he had a building inspector, burn up the elevator. So we had no elevator to move anything. So that's when we had to build slides on those stairs and bring everything down the stairs. And it was a not, I mean, it's like a nightmare move after that, though, we got, we've got everything here and granted it's still like anarchy everywhere, but dude, that's it. Like if it don't fit here, I ain't buying it. Like I'm, Okay. i'm i'm a changed man that 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 <laughs> move that move made me not like stuff as much as i used to like stuff i actually i told people i said dude i'm really getting into miniature stuff like toys that are like six inches and shorter because yeah. dude that they, they fit you know like that that big shit oh of course yeah i got a three-foot luchador behind
0: <laughs> uh you know to say that you're changed woo, going from forty five thousand square feet to what are yeah. you in now
1: uh, that building over there with the, with the back is like 3,200 square feet. Oh and then, um, uh, and then of course we just built many storages for commercial purposes, you know, to rent them out Yeah, and we filled 10, 10 of those up with stuff. So I've got to get that removed. I'm building a house right now too. And a- that's a, that's a, a 2,400 square foot house, but that's, but I've, I've already had to promise that I'm not hauling in a bunch of, a bunch of stuff, you know, just but, yeah, like it might get one cool TV, you know, and, a TV yeah. and some cool radios and some cool this. But other than that, I can't bring my, my big mass collection in.
0: So uh, starting from a little kid, you start doing this collecting mentality. When did it first take off? Like, and I'm talking full scale. We're just collecting things that we like everywhere.
1: Ten years old. When, ten when, years I, old ten. I remember it well. Because um at the time I was really into baseball cards and uh and, and comic books. That was my two biggest things. Of course, I mean, I say that, but yet I bought toys every, you know, every uh, now my parents were not big ones to buy you toys. Okay, my yeah. mom might let you get a little something small or something like that. But my granny was really great at spoiling my my brother and I. So, so when we were up there and then during Christmas, man, we really got a lot of stuff. And um, And yeah, I was 10 years old. My brother was 14. And my granny used to set up at this antique fair indoor deal in Dallas. And she said, hey, you know, I want y'all to start getting a table. I'll I'll buy the table, but y'all set up and y'all actually wheel and deal with people and y'all sell some of your extra stuff. so You can buy more stuff. Well, that was like, excuse me, sell stuff that I've collected. And so she said, I want you to go through your stuff and pick it. You, there's always something you're tired of and you can get rid of. And so we would set up and we would sell ball cards and, um, and we were very cognizant of condition. Like mm-hmm. she got us to where we were reading the, 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 like back then it was the Overstreet for comic books. And I can't remember what the, the, the Beckett for ball yeah. cards and all that, you know, we were reading all that stuff diligently and learning about condition. And, you know, we knew how to handle stuff And, um, and we would set up and we would make, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of dollars over a weekend. And I'd be like, holy crap, I've got 300 bucks. that's all mine for toys. Like, I don't, I don't have to, I don't, you know, now my parents were not saving, they weren't saving, they didn't give a shit what you did with your money. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I was like, I actually have money. I can go into a store like a big shot with a wad of cash and I can buy whatever I want. And, and that's where really like, Hey man, you know, I can sell some, buy some, sell some, buy some. And that's where it really took off where I got real serious. And, you know, I started I mean, I started talking to people at school. It's like, do you got any old, uh, old old comic books you want to sell? You know, I was like 10 years old, you know, and they'd be like, huh? you know, <laughs> like, I'll just give you a bunch. You know, I was like, no, I got to pay you a little something. But um, we would always do that. We'd, I'd buy toys. I bought so many toys, like the childhood toys of all my friends. I, I bought bought most all of them. You know, cause yeah. they, when they were a teenager, they were like, I'm done with this. And I, you know, I'd be 15, 16 years old. I was like, dude, I'll buy your whole collection, you know? And I mean, they didn't, they were willing to throw it away. You know? So if I said, you know, here's a hundred or $200, my God, I'd have all this star Wars and fucking, you know, $6 million, man, all this stuff from the seventies and the early eighties, you know, I'd have tons of it.
0: I bet you all of those kids, well, now they're like full grown men, are kicking their asses like why would i not they're
1: like that damn chance screwed me out of this of course back then the stuff wasn't worth nothing i would i would box it Uh, my best friend in high school when when turtles first came out when they when they first came out in toys like 88 or something like that yeah yeah so yeah so we were like junior senior something like that and i remember they came out and, and and i loved i was a fanatic of eastman and laird's turtle comic book and then when they started doing it on TV and it was that goofy shit, I hated it because I was like, I wanted to be hard. I mean, I wanted to be a green freaking beret in high school. You know, I was like, dude, I'm a hard ass, you know, yeah. I want to I be so tough, you know, and, 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 oh man, they took the turtle. Cause you know, turtles were gritty dude. In and in those, when those Eastman and Laird years, I mean, they were, cussing and killing and we're i was like oh my god these you know this is everything i've always wanted because it's this insane idea but yet they're 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 hardcore and violent and serious you know yeah so when the toys came out it was just natural we had to buy them but i was like i ain't buying those toys from that stupid cartoon you know and and uh and and but my 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 best friend, he was all like because I always call him my best toy friend, because even though I had a lot of other friends and I ran around with other dudes, he was him he was the toy guy. You know, he, yeah. he him and I were the only two people that collected toys that we knew of in the in the Tri-County area type deal. You know, like I did, we didn't know anybody else. And and when he 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 bought them all and he he made like a wall of them. And I'll never forget, he had like the first uh I don't know, four waves, I guess, on a wall. He kept every he would slash every package with a razor. So he had every package. And one day I was over at his house and I said, dude, I want those turtles. He goes, well, trade me something. I'm I'm done with those, you know? And I was like, I was like, uh, and I had a giant, I just bought it. It was a giant ball tan that, uh, that was from Bandai. I mean, it yeah. was huge, dude. It was like, I mean, I don't even know 28 inches or something. It's huge ball tan. Cause I gave like $250 for it or something. He said, I want that ball tan so bad, you know? And I was like, give me all your turtles for the ball tan. Oh, okay, man. So I, I, to this day, I still have all his turtles and all those packages he cut. I still have them.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Even yeah. ones like, uh, like cat
1: scratch. No, that's what the, that was the tail end. You know, that was later. That was man. I was already. I was. I was a freaking. I was probably a policeman when that was when that stuff came out. You know, yeah. because uh, the the scratch and all those ones that are tough. Those were the tail end of the line. I remember seeing those in KB like on massive markdown, and I was like, "Man, turtles have just went to the shit," you know. <laughs> you know they're okay. so <laughs> good. I'm not buying them. You no, know, they're 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 old news, man. And I, yeah. I didn't buy those I
0: like an idiot. No. I'm uh, more than anything, and I think this is like it's what I buy from you whenever you do your things: uh, turtle knockoffs and turtle boot. Okay. Oh, they're so ugly sometimes they're so just crazy looking um i just got a south korean one in uh yesterday and it's like when they're packaged i and people sell them for like 30 bucks it's like yeah i'll take it like easy money it's so i have a, i have
1: a south korean one that's red oh yeah he's red his body's oh. all red
0: is he uh is he packaged or no
1: yeah he's packaged
0: Oh yeah, he's the same God. size
1: as the regular turtles, but he's red. Like wow. I have, I have all the green South Korean ones, and then I don't, I don't know at what year or how long ago I bought it, but yeah, he's red. I used to buy a lot from Korea. Most people don't remember this, but 15 years ago, you could buy shit from Korea for like, uh, well, here's a donut. Send me a goddamn big old box full of shit. It was so crazy cheap. Like, um, like those turtles literally would be like six or seven dollars for a packaged turtle from korea you know Ooh. and and the shipping was zero i mean like they would charge you i mean i would get big old boxes it'd be like 12 dollars shipping 15 shipping giant boxes um so many giant things i bought from korea for 20 bucks and 25 bucks thursday night 7 p.m youtube live it's toys, toys alive, alive, alive toys live alive, alive. Alive. toys Alive. alive. Toys alive. alive. alive.
0: This way, cool artist unboxing no
1: accounts under a thousand followers.
0: Art out there for thirty bucks or less. Collector spotlight. Ooh, collect your spot. Current upcoming shows and drops. Sure. Giveaways. What? Short chats with artists. <laughs> <laughs> and news from the hood. One hundred percent indie, all,
1: all the time. time. That's, That's Toys Live.
0: Toys Live. Right. Thursday nights, seven PM PST.
1: YouTube live. That uh, I held on to that later on became you know worth you know five hundred or thousand dollars. Because that, that peep, the collectors finally showed up for that Korean bootleg stuff.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I still am on the search for, uh, I found one and I should have pounced on it. Uh, our friend Power Five. It's mm-hmm. like, it's the dumbest looking movie I've ever seen. The turtle <laughs> knockoff where they like fit into the arms and the body. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to find one. Yeah. it
1: it used to be common dude like so many of that so so much of that old stuff that now i mean you see it on ebay or something and people have like a thousand or twelve hundred or fifteen hundred bucks on it and i mean i'm like bang i used to own that you know i Mm -hmm. i gave i gave twenty five dollars for that with like twelve dollars shipping from korea It, it, it used to be like the guys that used to collect years ago it was so crazy cheap like uh, you, you really it was cheap for a long time too. Like you thought it would never be worth anything. And uh, there are some pieces I definitely sold that I was like, man, you know, people would be like, I'll give you a hundred bucks for that. I was like, holy cow, that's like four times what I paid. It'd be some giant robot, you know, that like they made a lot of those ones where, you know, the uh, you know, the 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 different characters. Like I have I have I had one that, you know, like the different Shogun warriors were little yeah. figures inside the the different bodies, and then of course the ones with the turtles. All inside, you know, and then um uh I had a Batman, I had a Michael Keaton Batman that was huge. Oh, he was almost as big as that luchador, and he was in the box with a real cape and everything. He was freaking nuts, and it came with a big batarang and a, it was a high quality toy. And uh I remember I gave like, you know, like $25 for it. And and boy, a guy, you know, this has probably been like six years ago, he hounded me for this thing like crazy. And you know, I'll give you four hundred dollars, I'll give you four fifty plus shipping. Finally, I was like, well, okay, that's a that's a lot. You know, I'll take it. And then you know, and, and I people have been like, I've asked a few people, they're like, Oh, those are 2500 dollars <laughs> 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 That's what you get for selling, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh so you continue, you you, you have all these things. Um when, if it ever did, did you look around and think, what am I doing? Did that ever happen?
1: Yeah, yeah. It always happens when you go to move, you know? And and I've moved a lot, uh, you know, through my life. And um, when you you look around and you go, okay, like we could move with a small trailer and a truck, everything we own except for the toy collection and the comic book collection. Yeah. Because that's going to take, you know, like two of the biggest riders, you know, to get everything in it. And then it just kept growing and growing. And once, like I say, give me more room. And, and when I got out of law enforcement and I was in, um, the, I had antique malls. I, at one time I had like five businesses when we were in uh, South of San Antonio, I had an antique mall, I had a flea market. Uh, I, 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 you know, I used to make custom knives. That was a big, big profession I had, you know, that I was well known in and I did other stuff, but, but, uh, uh, you, you know you just start buying you, you you go like the more money you make it's not like you're like oh I'm gonna be real particular like I guess some people are but I was like man I'm gonna buy people's collections and so I'd buy these giant collections and what I'd usually do is sell a little bit of it mm-hmm. and like pay for the collection and then I would just I wouldn't even worry after that I'd be like well I got other businesses making me money so I'm gonna pocket all that stuff and and, and look through it later that's that was my that's my worst <laughs> deal I've gotta look through it later yeah. You know, and then and then I mean, some of that stuff was funny because we would see like the like I'd have a name or a piece of tape on it. And my wife and I, we we were going through like just now moving stuff. and We were like, holy shit, we boxed that box in 2005 or we boxed that thing up in 1998. Look at that right there. And we've never looked in it since. And she's like, well, you need to sell this stuff. What's goods it doing? You know, and I was like, well, you got a point. You know, like I, I do. I do hit those walls where I'm like. This last move, I said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really filter a lot of stuff out. I, I really would love to get somebody like that that wanted a spare job on the weekend to come down and like curate everything and sell, like maybe sell online faster. M- m- you know, sell more. You know, yeah. I do the auctions. I I enjoy doing the little auctions with a little bit of stuff, but I mean, I need to sell like truckloads. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a job offer out there, wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah right like so like you, somebody like on the weekends should sure want to come down and just dig through crap but i i need somebody though that also knows you know like comic books because i've got yeah. like we, we thought we had like like i said man i bet i got like forty thousand comic books and then everybody started counting like well there's there's you know three or four hundred in a, a box and then you got like so many boxes and i didn't know how many i had i just thought you know like in my mind i'm like i bet i got forty thousand. I thought well then maybe that's too many And then uh, everybody came back to me and said, no, you know, like everybody's helping move. And they said, dude, you got like 120,000 comic books. So I'm like, oh, wow. That's like, uh, I'll never, I'll never even go through all those. Yeah. Like I'll I'll never even see 120,000 comic books again, you know? So it's like, man, I need somebody to start (laughs) digging and diving and and sending off what needs to be sent off to CGC and, you know, make them make money, you know? And then I'll buy something that, you know, that maybe I can put on a shelf where I can actually see once in a while. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, wh- that's where I'm, I'm starting to get to that point. I, I used to get mad at people that were like, I don't want to own it unless I can see it out on my shelf. And I, I think, fuck you, you know, you yeah, man, yeah, yeah, you're such a pussy, you know? <laughs> I said, man, I want boxes full and I'm so proud of those boxes. But you know, though, now I, I'm like, you know, I'm starting, you know, here, I'm t- I turned 50 this year. And I, I said, you know, in December. And I'm like, you know what? As I as I roll around 50 years old, I don't feel old, but I I but the all the memories and 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 the years of living and the experience is starting to hit you. And you're like, yeah, I kind of want to see it. Or if I if I can't see it, I don't really care that much, yeah. you know.
0: That's I you know? mean, that's crazy. Cause uh I I'm very much in the opposite where like I, I like to see it. But There is some stuff that definitely is tucked away, and I know where it's at, but I don't ever get to see it. Um, when what's crazy about your don't ever
2: get to see
0: it, <laughs> I know, I'm like it's yeah. true, like I know where it's at, but it is what it is, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean. One of the things that is so ex- like exciting about watching the toy auction, so uh, my phone. Apple made a dumb update a long time ago where you could have like different videos playing and everything's playing. It's bad for me because there's toy shows that happen um on like YouTube live and I'm watching that weekly show but it's in the corner as your auction is going on. And then <laughs> I it's like as that's happening I'm driving and I've sent messages out oh, to you guys shit. Well, like I'm not – it's just sitting there, and I'm listening to all of it. But it's like I've sent messages before I start driving where it's like, hey, Carrie, can you like – I need to put in an absentee bid. And then sometimes I forget what's happening, and I can hear it going off, and I'm like I'm racing home to (laughs) beat. But uh, what's enticing to watch it, even if like on the weeks that I know I'm not going to buy anything – your knowledge of sufubi, and I don't like have the most sufubi artists on here. I have a few, but where did that love for sufubi start? Did you start when it started coming around and being bigger? And no,
1: I, I okay, like like the first, the first, but crazy. This is the very first sufubi I ever bought right here. Let me grab him. The first one you ever that. bought. First one I ever bought. Okay. Yeah. It's a Bandai, let's see, what's it? Nineteen ninety one. Okay. Is that ninety one? I was yeah, one. 91 year old. Bandai, uh Gamera. Okay. So my my best friend and I, we were ninety-one. We would have been seniors in high school. And we were over on the north side of San Antonio and we went to this uh uh comic book shop and um And he he for a while he got really anti comic book on me because he didn't like waiting around while I dug you know went through bargain bins you know and you know doing the back issue thing you know so we we went in there and they had a giant Bandai display with all the the um, the um, uh, Godzilla and Gamera and all that stuff just just all over it right yeah. And so, uh, so I remember going in there, and he went nuts. And he had like, I think he had like Gigan and Godzilla, and he's like, "Oh shit! Oh my god! Oh my god!" You know. And that dude, Godzilla movies were like that was his primary, like that's what he loved more than anything. Yeah. And and we would fight because it, it wasn't that I didn't love Godzilla movies as much as he did, but uh, but it was just fun to. I could say I like Gamera better. And it would, and, it, and he, you know, he would take up for Godzilla. So we would have that, this, this fun argument all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and they're actually like, like Barragon. People always ask, what's your favorite kaiju of all time? I was like, Baragon, you know, with the fucking death rainbow and the frost tongue, you know, and all that. So I said, I love that son bitch, you know? So, so I would, I would always, you know, we would always have that fight. Who would win this? Who would win that? You know, total nerds, you know? And, um, and uh, so we went in there and he bought like two or three, like, but you know, we didn't have a lot of money. Neither one of us, you know, we didn't grow up with money, you know. But we, we, I mean, you know, we worked. He he worked full time at a um, at a um, uh, feed store, bagging mm. feed. And man, if you've worked in a grain silo pouring down feed into bags, you know, it's just you know you got glasses on, you can't see nothing, you know. It's just, and then you're you're zipping up, you know, fifty pound bags and hundred pound bags of feed and moving yeah. them you know, you do that all day, eight hours a day, you know, it, it's, it's terrible work. And I worked in a re- my parents' restaurant and, uh, and it sounds fun, but it was, it was a lot of hard work, you know, but we worked and we got paid. And then, you know, we went out and blew all of our money on, <laughs> on toys and comic books, but yeah, that was, that was it. That was the first one. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking was, was Gamera. That was, that was it. Did I buy that Gamera? Or did I buy some Godzillas? Cause I, I swear it was like eighty. Nine that we we first because I looked at that and said ninety one. So I was like, maybe maybe it wasn't that gamer Anyway, it was one of those very first Godzillas, the very first time that they hit uh, those those Bandai's, the very first time that they hit um, America, and in a in a in a store that I'd ever seen, you know. And of course, the tags were so badass because they they used to be like plastic, like credit cards, you know. And yeah. You're like, oh my god! This is so everything about this is badass. And I'd never seen a, a Bullmark or a Marsan or nothing like that. And um, and I remember uh, uh doing some shows. We did a show, uh, my wife Carrie and I, we did a show uh in, in the Astro Hall in in uh Houston, and a, a guy had a whole deal full of Yamakatsus, which mm-hmm. we had never seen before, and um and they were cheap. Breaking news!
0: Welcome to the Furby Break, where we tell you about an upcoming show put on by Toys on Tap, hosted by Toy De Jour. To start, do you want to talk about why you okayed Toys on Tap doing a Furby show?
2: Uh, uh yeah. Uh, I mean, you 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 came to us, and you half mentioned the the idea, and that you were shopping it, you know, looking for a place to do it, and. As soon as you said Furby, I was like, absolutely uh, not not just because of how um, how prevalent it is in in our <laughs> uh, not age group, but you know, just like in the in the zeitgeist of, of collecting communities, you know, Furby's a, a huge deal. But also, um, my landlord's son really likes Furby, and I can't wait to, for how pissed off he's going to be that he's going to have to buy so much of this art kid sees it
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy is um I start so I've never curated a show never done any of that so I started reaching out to what it became was like a lot of my favorite people and then um from that group I split it into different countries and then from that group it was like who has different skill sets and just everyone's excited they're sending me their progress pictures their DM this show's about to be insane.
2: Yeah, yeah um I really like that you did that uh, I have a tendency to try to find artists that fit the format that I'm yeah. doing and uh i i I've, I've learned since you know uh you're doing this and it, it's great you did this and and Dano did this when he did the nugget show that you know it it pays off to to reach out to folks outside the normal uh format of what you're looking for you know
0: One of the cool things that we talked about early on was we would send out the McDonald's, those Happy Meals, and then gave them the option hey, this is what we're looking for. But if you decide you want to do Furby art instead, like we could tie both of those in. Um, And I'm happy to say over half decided to go with the McDonald's, like plastic Scott Hensie sculpt. Um, But the other half, in, like involves there's a couple prints uh action figures i know i'm bringing in an action figure and it's it's becoming more than i thought it would which is pretty exciting <laughs> for a show
2: oh that's awesome yeah it's as, as easy it is for me on the uh the one end when everything's yeah. uniform like we just did the nintendo show and it was boxes and cartridges uh getting to see all the different stuff flow through i mean that's it, it's it's a weird Christmas morning every time we get a package or somebody posts something. It's like oh my gosh, what's coming through now? You know, it's the most nerve wracking part uh, of putting these shows together is actually putting the um, the pieces up and making sure everything's represented in the right way and like can be viewed the right way because it's it's a fairly small space that we put everything in um, and what we have to work with. We've had some overflow on previous shows where like we'll find space for other things, but bringing in all these different types of items uh, and having the store open while we're trying to figure it out and helping customers and people bringing stuff to to sell to us. uh, That's why we need the, the amount of time that we need leading up to the show to to put together, you know? Yeah. What do you, on the night of the
0: opening, what do you anticipate it looking like or feeling like in there?
2: so. There's never any telling of <laughs> what what the uh, the turnout specifically is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the vibe, if we want to talk to that, I, I already know it's going to be such a feel good show, you know, because that's kind of like what the the Furby vibe is, you know. Uh, and then people bringing that to it. I I know that like some some of the artists are possibly going to lean dark with what they do because that's an inherent take on when you're presented with something. As uh, for lack of a better word, like like a wholesome toy, uh, to see it and go like, well, I want to go the other way with it, and that makes sense. But I know that the the feeling of Furby rings through so strong that like so many people are going to be like, well, I want I want to bring that through in what I'm presenting as well. So I know that the 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 feel and the vibe of the show and like everybody there is going to be real real positive. Uh, uh, and it's not to say despite any any darker leading toys it's yeah (laughs) yeah uh because i know that that that's that's just art and that's what comes through you know i'm
0: pumped uh i'll be flying out so i can't wait to be there on opening um yeah i was the my brain started going into like weird directions of man do (laughs) i make furby shaped cookies and hand those out to people like (laughs) (laughs) but I I can't wait to be there for opening.
2: Yeah. We've had, we've had some stuff in the past where, uh, we, we partner with some local businesses. So like, uh, Polly G's is a, a pizza place that has done a few of our shows with us. Um, we reach out to them anytime we have a weird ask and we're like, can you do a pizza like this to fit this show? And they've done, they've done some great stuff where they've almost like done 3d printing cheese, like just to like have logos and stuff on a pizza. Um, they, the one that I, I still can't figure out, they they did the Voltron show for us mm-hmm. and uh, they made a Voltron pizza where like they used different color toppings all on the one pizza. But the blue, it, it always escapes me what they used for blue, because blue is not a like a color that turns up often in food. Yeah. Uh and I, it had to have been like one of those purple potatoes or something, possibly that they uh blanched or dyed a little bit to to get the color right. Um but yeah, like the Furby cookies. You know, if we if we think of something in, in the meantime, for sure, let's let's throw something in there. You know, do you want to tell the details of
0: how it opens, how long you keep it, all those things?
2: Uh, it's our it's our normal shop. Uh, the shop is open, like uh, you can buy anything that's in there, uh, including the art. But like, you know, we're open for normal sales. Uh, we close the shop at 6 p.m. on Fridays. And what we normally do and what we'll do for the Furby show show is we'll stay closed for an hour so we can finalize anything that needs to be done. We reopen at seven. Um, People sometimes line up outside waiting to get into the art show. Um, And then when we open the doors at seven, you're allowed to come in, walk straight up to the art. You see something you want. You just turn around to me at the counter, me or Liz, and ask uh, to purchase the piece. So what we do, you would pay for the piece then and it's. The entire show stays up in in its entirety for about two weeks. After that point, we'll text you um, if you're local or we will ship to you the item that you bought. Um, Now, pieces start coming down and then we rearrange the show that's uh, remaining with unsold pieces. And that usually stays up there for about a full month. So opening night pieces sell. They'll stay there about two weeks and then we'll start pulling them down and letting people pick them up. And then another couple weeks, the entire show's still or you know, the remaining show's still there. Um then also during the show we have light drinks and snacks, usually some weird Oreo flavor that we go out of our way to find. Um and then there's uh beer for anybody twenty one and up and you are also allowed to BYOB. So like we'll have coolers and stuff set out that if you want to bring stuff and set it in there, go for it. If not we have a Really weird Coors Light machine in the back that's always stocked. Uh, it's a it's a refreshenator. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's a this big Coors Light refrigerator that you smack a button on the bottom and a can rolls out the bottom. Uh, and then we'll have like whatever beer that we decide to pick up outside of that. Um, yeah, and there's music playing. We'll we'll see about getting a DJ for this one. We we have DJs from time to time DJ the art shows, um, and then yeah. Uh, Hopefully some of the artists will make it out. I, I saw some on there that are semi local and they do come to the show. So that'd be nice. I can't wait to see it. I you know, uh it's um there's like toy
0: shops that do things for resin artists and toy artists. And being in California, I don't get to see those shops. So this will be you're the first of those shops that I've seen, which is cool. Um, so I'm pumped to be there in person and to um uh, just be I think in the vibe of like an art show as well as a toy shop, like that's something that I've never even seen, so I can't wait.
2: Right on. Yeah. I'm excited to excited to meet you in person. Yeah. And, uh start putting this show together.
0: Awesome. Um, any final thoughts on the Furby show before we get rolling?
2: Um, I'd say if there's if there's a piece that you see that you're interested in uh like when the show goes up uh i feel free to reach out however um i can't sell to uh individuals outside the gallery opening until after the show so people coming into the show for the gallery opening get first dibs on the art that's there cuz that's kind of the point of the show is to yeah. to get people in our doors um but you're more than welcome cuz we'll we'll do um that's something i didn't go over sorry uh after that, we'll we'll do an Instagram claim sale uh, with any unsold pieces. Um, not always, but if somebody's adamant about a piece, um, reach out to me and see if you can snag it after the gallery opening, but before the Instagram claim sale. Uh, if there's too many, I might tell people to hold off and just claim during the sale. But if there's somebody who's just like I, I can't live without this piece. Let's let's see if we can make it work for you. Yeah, awesome. Dude, thank
0: you again for letting this happen. Uh, it's a dream come true.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm super, super excited about this one, man. I mean, super cheap. They were like $10 a piece. So I bought all those. And then he had um, Godzilla. Uh, was it, is it, is it brown or blue or something like that? And then he had a pink one. They were the die-cast bull Godzillas, oh, you know? Yeah. And 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 this was a time period where they had, there was great case finds of these. So you could go and you could buy those die-cast Godzillas for 35 bucks a piece. And I bought one of each, not knowing like, hey, these are really good. You should buy all these in yeah. the world. <laughs> but I bought those. Of course, on the back, you know, and in, in the little pamphlet, you're like, oh, there's more, you know. But I bought those, and I bought all those Yamakatsu's. And so that got me a bump up. But that, that also sent me into Toy Shop Magazine, and I started putting ads in there. You know, hey, I'm looking for this. Like, I didn't even know what I was looking for. And then it didn't take me long that I I got in touch with a guy from Japan, and then he started sending me old bull marks, and I was like, "Oh, that my life has changed! Yeah, now I'm you know I'm on the I'm on the glory road." Hell, when my wife and I were first married, I was I was uh, 21 years old, and I had m- about I don't know 50, 60 original bull mark marsons by that time you know so i was i was hitting and getting but yeah. you know and and they just weren't expensive back then man i mean i had once i had old you know vintage ones mint in the bag and i'd be like man i hope i can get 75 for that you know like because i gave you know i gave like 50 for it yeah and we would do shows and you know you, you know you think back on it now and you're like holy crap that thing's worth a fortune now mint in the bag like that but uh yeah okay, and- it was a
0: different time you know And your wife knew what she was getting into since you already had these collections. So that's good. to. uh, And how did it continue? You just kept seeing different Safubi because it's you do this thing on every live show where you hold it up and you'll say something about it and then you'll look around it and you're like, yep, that's what it is. And then you like it's just knowledge that's buried back here and you go for it.
1: Well, like in the mid two thousands. Yeah. Um, I was, I, I, I had like, I had five businesses. I had lots of money coming in and I, and I could buy pretty much any, any, like I was buying everything that came out that, that was, that was when like, like, I mean, there's so much coming out and, and guys that I knew that were going to Japan and buying these big loads like I was, I was in with them, you know, and they would mm-hmm. be like, okay, I'm getting this Wonderfest Godzilla. There's only 10 of them. They're going to be, you know, $75. You want one? Y'all yeah, take, you know, yeah, I'll buy all that. I would just tell them, just buy me one of everything. Especially if I liked the the company or whatever. I say, buy mm-hmm. me. Well, they were really good about writing down the names of the monsters. And then I was already buying this, those Godzilla, those uh, kaiju books from Japan. Of course they were you know, all Japanese. And then I had the, the the kaiju encyclopedias that they made like back in the seventies. I had those, and what I did is I just started matching up. I mean, I, dude, I mean, I'm not a computer guy, so I mean, I'm I'm old, school, like you know, like I told you, I'm a cut and paste kind of guy. Yeah. So I was like, hey, that is uh, this guy, and there he is in that book. So I would like, uh, like go. Uh, I would just tell myself that's so and so, and I would just run it in my head, you know, back, you know, okay. And, and since I was collecting so much, uh, you know, kaiju, like I knew all the monsters, like the back of my hand. And, and and you know, just from, like I tell people, you, you learn more from owning something than you'll ever learn from reading about it. Right. You know, like, it's just like doing something. People people will tell me, oh, well, you know, the, the worst is when you're reading. I was just talking to the, the my, my wife and my daughter about it today on the way. I said, man, don't ever read the comments on Instagram. I said those people are idiots. I, I mean, <laughs> you do see some smart people in there, but I mean the things they'll say, and you're thinking, I can't believe you said that in public. Are, are you really that dumb? Are you a troll? Or what is this? You know, like, 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 like. It's like, it's like, have, if you haven't done that, you shouldn't talk about it because what you're saying is stupid. You know, and and that's what I say. You know, like if you haven't doing something, it makes you a lot better at it. Uh, well, I, I I watch a lot of martial arts stuff because I was I was in mar- involved in martial arts since I was like mm, fourteen, mm-hmm. and uh and but I was on the real side of it like like real martial arts not not like let me show you this showy stuff I mean we were doing we were doing full contact and then we were really fighting on the street and then I fought on the street a lot you know and then I fought in early MMA when it was bare knuckle you know and I was like I was like man you know, like, like some of these people say, well, why don't I just do this? And what you, I was like, Oh my God. You know, like, like, you know, you're like, well, that you obviously, I mean, you spot spot what I'm saying. You know, you can spot people that talk a lot, but haven't done it, you know? Yeah. And that's what, that's what I say about like, like the, the, the toys and stuff. People will hand me something. they go, Hey, they'll go, Hey, like I'm at a show. I get this a lot. They say, is this an original? And I'll, I'll grab it, look at it, smell it, you know, go, yeah, that's, that's the real deal, man. That's an old one, you know?
0: And they're like, like the how, how did you know smell that? it?
1: I, I said, I said, I said, well, you know, old, old kaiju, you know, old vinyl has a smell that new, even, even the neo vintage doesn't smell like that. You know, it just has a, it has an odor to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, I was like, man, uh, like, I don't know what to say, but like, just touching figures, like, Like I can just tell you because you've held you've held so many originals, yeah. And then you've had some, you know, some some repros, and you're like, I just know. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You know, like if I wrote a book, it'd be like, because I just know. There, that's it. That's all (laughs) I can (laughs) do. You know, know? and I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm an expert because there's guys, man. I mean, that know tons more than I do about all every toy line. I, I I'm not an expert on nothing. I I mean, you know, I just say that. You know, I've owned a lot. I tell people that I've owned a lot of stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, which is crazy. And then at some point, not only did you continue collecting, you started the thought process of how you were going to create your own. When did that start?
1: Oh, um, well, it probably started around 2006. But what happened around that time As I was like, you know, I mean, th- this is a time period when people are like, you know, well, you have if you want to make toys, you have to, you know, come up with something, go to China. Oh, it costs, you know, hundred thousand dollars, and you know, and then and then I was like, oh my God, you know, that's impossible. So I so, but but I was I was doing. Now I've always wanted to make movies, you know, mm-hmm. and and so I was I was doing a lot of writing, like like I gotta come up with the perfect idea for a movie, you know, and I was pushing, I was trying to force it. And that's the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And so, for for a couple of years there, I was just spinning my wheels, going, "Man, like you know, drawing this, drawing that, writing this, writing that." And and then in in about two thousand and eight, it had been early two thousand eight. I, I had I legitimately had a dream in the middle of the night of this story of this this guy that goes through a wormhole and he's and he's fighting monsters and he's doing all this stuff and he's actually. He's like from World War II, goes back, fight monster, goes back to World War II and fights monsters. And and, and, and I was like, oh my God. And I woke, I, I, woke It was so powerful, right? So powerful. I woke up and I wrote it all down. And uh, and I, of course, I was the knife designer, you know, and I and I and I made a lot of knives and I and I've designed a lot of knives. And so I always had a pad and pen beside me. And I used to do that too. I would like dream up these knives and I would wake up and I'd draw them out and then go back to sleep. Well, this thing didn't go away. The next day, I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. I was just drawing, writing, going crazy. My kids started going, you know, what, what are you working on? I was like, I don't know. I got this great story. It's for, I don't know if it's for a comic or a movie or what, but it just, you know. And so they, I told them all about it. Well, then they started adding things to it. They said, what about this? What about that? And, you know, I, now I, I've never been like the participation trophy dad. Yeah. They came up with something and I thought it was, st- I was like, no, that's stupid. We can't use that. Get Go, go, go back and, and think hardcore, you know, get, get <laughs> I got three boys, you know. And, at the time, and, and so the boys are, are coming back, and they're they're so they're coming up with this great shit, you know, and they're like, hey, but well, what about that? What about? And then, and later on, my daughter started coming up with great shit, but anyway, we uh, we were starting to pile it together, doing tons of drawings, and I said, man, I need to find a sculptor, an artist, because I was like, I suck at everything, you know, I, put my, I do like what I told people other people do, they put themselves down, I was like, I'm no good at any of this stuff, I, I've got to find these people and hire them, so So for the next two years, I was on this as I wrote and as I would do my own sketches and draw. And, of course, the kids would draw tons of stuff. I said, I got to find these people to do all this stuff. And I said, and and to keep the the kids like rocking, I was like, we're going to make toys of all this. Like, how? I was like, I I don't know. Just just (laughs) trust me. We're going to do it, you know. And uh, uh, so, yeah, so I interviewed a ton of people. Uh, We used to I used to even put it in the paper. And, and, and I would put it, you know, like, like, you know, call it, you know, big metropolitan paper. Hey, come on down. That For a while we were in San Antonio and then we were up in Paris, you know, so we, during that time period we moved in 2008. But I would say, you know, like, hey, man, uh, uh, I, I, we need an artist. And I said, if you, I would even put like, if you were a good high school artist, if you were good on them note, I mean, on, on, on them trapper keepers, on them book covers, you know, call me. You're the, you might be the guy I'm looking for. And, and we interviewed so many people and it was always a disappointment because even when they would start, they wouldn't finish. And, and, and they weren't serious about it. Like, 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 no, man, I'm serious. Like I draw every day. Like I'm, I'm willing to ruin my life to to make this happen. You know, like I'm, I'm willing to, I had already thrown a lot of it away. I threw all them businesses away and moved so I could be more isolated and work on, on, on stuff. And, um, And I was all like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going crazy here. I got to think. So finally I just realized, Hey, I got to do this myself. I have to, you know, like there is nobody else and I have to do it myself. And one of the most fortuitous things I ever did, I started sculpting. I'd already started sculpting. I said, you know what? I, I can sculpt pretty decent. I started doing a little bit of engineering by using other toys and working off of other toys. Like I need that arm joint. Okay. i take that arm joint off that toy. And then, but I'm gonna sculpt my own deal, you know, or 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 and then, of course, uh, what's funny is I actually invented my own style, the Zappy figures, way before all that stuff. But I, of course, I didn't think they were good enough. Now they're the most popular thing I did. But <laughs> but um, uh, so yeah, so I I was always trying to get somebody else to do what I I should have been doing all along, and um, I was actually looking for for a mold builder that was industrial because I was buying this mold builder and I was like, man. After I pull like five figures, the mold comes apart. So a place in Texas, I called them and they said, you know, I think you would, we we have a, a chemical engineer that's really nice and would talk to you and might be able to help you. So I talked to this chemical engineer for like an hour and they, they, they really hooked me up with the material that I use, everything that I use. And um and really didn't help me up with any and 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 I'll, I'll admit I was backwards because I didn't know that there was people showing stuff on YouTube so I had all this stuff and it took me a year just playing with it to figure out how to put it all together and make a mold and and make and make the figures like I was doing and then it took me I would say two or three years to get good at it you know and anyway but yeah I, I just I just fell in with the right person that told me that that let me really understand what it takes to make anything because he was into product to mass production. He's like, he's like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, he goes you want to be a hobbyist and make four or five of something. No problem. He goes, you want to make hundreds of something. This is what you do. This is what you do. And he just, Oh God, save, save me a a, a world of hurt, you know, and a lot of money. And, uh, and and we, to this day, we still use the same uh, products, same chemicals, same everything. The only thing I did is I've, I've worked on the process and, and come up with some other uh, secrets that <laughs> that that, yeah. that only only blood sweat and tears have 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 paid to where I can I can cast these things and make them look good and you know and not make them look like they're a junky you know shitty you know toy that somebody just barely got made you know that, I mean that you know that they look professional you know. And when I yeah. say that, I mean, like, like quality-wise, you know, because it's still just my sculpt. And so, yeah, that's all you're going to get. <laughs> you're not going to get, nothing, you know, hey, you know, sorry, you're not going to get the old CNC machine cut. You know, Now you're just going to get me.
0: How funny. So, uh, what year did your first uh, toy come out?
1: Um, well, I made a lot of toys. Okay. Uh, from, like. 2010 through like 2015 that i never showed anybody i never um i never sold one because i i said i'm not ready i'm not ready i'm not ready i'm not ready at one point i i um i had a lady working for me who was a really good painter and she was painting. We were making zappy figures, which is the square bodied figures that I make that really I carved them out of wood and then I cast, I molded them and, and I cast them in plastic. And then the head was a, a more three dimensional, cool looking sculpt. And then you'd paint the body on the, I uh, paint the, bo- it was a lot of paint work. You paint the body, paint the head, and then you have the, the figure. But you could take one body and make a lot of different heads and make a lot of different figures. But um, the first, I got on, I think I got on Facebook in 2015. Because I, I was not on any social media at mm-hmm. all, period. Never even opened it up, never looked at it, didn't even know how to do it yeah. until 2015. It might even have been 2016. I think it might have been 2016. And then I got on there and I started showing off my work. And I was like, Oh God, people are gonna be cruel, you know. And they weren't, you know, people were like, Oh man, that's cool. And then people started saying, Hey, would you sell those? I said, No, nah, nothing's for sale yet, nothing's for sale yet. And after after being on there for for I don't know maybe six months I started saying well yeah let me come up with some prices so then I started coming up with prices what was funny is I had this girl working for me and I was working every day casting stuff and I had like five hundred figures made and painted you Jeez. know uh, I had a, I had a storeroom absolutely full of them so when I started pulling them out I was able to you know I had plenty of stock. And, you know, I would put them out there and say, like, you know, I don't know, $75. Blah, 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 sold, 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 sold. And hell, we sold out of those so fast. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I got I to gotta really, you know, that's when I started thinking factory. You know, yeah. like, like build a big building. We call it the factory. But, you know, it's a workshop. You know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a it's right now. It's just like a three man workshop because my my sons have grown up and, you know, moved on and do their own things. So I don't have their expertise anymore and hard hard work.
0: <laughs> and then this toy line and comic book is called what? Warriors of the universe. There we go. So
1: everybody calls it Wotu. I never named it WOTU. Yeah. Everybody starts saying, you know, let's call it wotu because you know it's like it's like Motu, but Warriors of the Universe. And it's funny because I never wanted to call it Warriors of the Universe. Yeah. Like Eagle eight was my main character and it was going to be the world of Eagle eight under victory comics. And people would say, well, why do you call it victory? Are you a hardcore Christian or something? I was like, no, no, it's, it's victory because of world war II of, mm-hmm. the, of, of cause the big V and I'm a, I'm a historian type guy, you know? So I always loved all the world war two V's and victory stuff that was all over shit. You know, it was like worldwide, you know, victory. And I said, you know, like my last kind of been like victory over, Bullshit, you know, like, like, so, like, you know, whatever your personal bullshit is, think victory. Think I'm going to yeah. beat that. And, and, and that's what I've always been in my mind. Like, you can't stop what I'm, what I'm about to lay down. I, I'm coming and I'm going to, I'm going to win. And so I love the name victory. And I know a lot of things are called victory, you know, uh, uh, but I didn't care. I was like, that, that's what I want. So I did that. And, um, and, uh, and 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 then when I when I did Warriors of the Universe, uh, that was when the first time I started doing them in like five point five like Motu style, mm-hmm. okay, like that that squatty body with the muscles and yeah, you know. So so I started I did a, I did a little batch of those, and I said I'm gonna call these Warriors of the Universe because I thought it was corny. I thought it was kind of hokey. I was like, you know, like kind of like master universe, which Warriors is the universe. And I, and I thought it's going to be like my bootleg line kind of tongue in cheek. Well, people didn't take it like that. They were like, this is woe to, this stuff's badass," you know? And, and so I was like, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Like I'm, I'm warming up to it, you know? And I'm like, but my real deal is over here. It's Eagle eight and victory yeah. comics. you know? and, and, but that that it was too late that that's took off everybody wanted those figures and I, I would make like I would bust my butt and I would make like 12 or 15 a week and a, that total sellout you know they'd be $75 a piece I'd sell out in, as, as soon as I made them so and they were they were basically like wanted of one like I was doing every one of them unique hmm. and then uh then I said you know I gotta start making multi molds and pouring and making like 50 of each figure and that's the way that happened. And everybody was already stuck to the Warriors of the Universe. So I was like, well, it's Warriors of the Universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the way it happened, you know.
0: And you've done uh, how many figures with
1: this line? Um, in Warriors of the Universe, I think we have up to date, there's like 20 some of us. So we've done 100, maybe like 135 characters. different char- characters
0: yeah holy jeez
1: uh-huh.
0: yeah and i've seen uh a kickstarter has cut con- like you've done kickstarters to f- do yeah, we just like-
1: did the, we just did a kickstarter for the character mock shinzo yeah and um and uh because we, we're we're going to kickstart and uh indiegogo and all that stuff vidalia mission to Hellroot, which is going to be a comic and inside the comic it's got crap loads of fig of different characters and we want you we want to make sure that there is a toy for every single monster character critter in the whole book like when you open the back of when you go to the back of the book there's an order form with a picture of every single character or monster in there and you could order that thing so if you love that comic book man it's the and you love toys you're gonna be like man i can deck out like I, there's my comic and I can have every one of those in physical form, you know, which is so that's what we're that's the thing we're working on the most right now.
0: Yeah. And which is incredible. It's incredible to see, especially um, where you can look back at the back of it and choose and see all of them. That reminds me mm-hmm. of old school comic books. And I love
1: that. That's 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 exactly right, man. Like, like, well, you know, I remember as a kid, you would go through like different books. And I, I mean, I was always stuck on one book or another, you know, I mean, I went through my Conan phase, I went through my, my Punisher phase, my Spider-Man phase, you know, I mean, I, but I was always like, you know, what's weird, my favorite characters in here, because I always like these real obscure, weird, bad guys, right? Like, like there's, there's always my favorite stuff. Batman was the worst, because they had so many different, you know, the rogues gallery was so big, and you'd be like, but they they've never made a toy for that you right. know or they've never made a toy for that and it used to just kill me and it'd be like man it's i guess we'll never cuz this guy was only in one comic so we'll never see him you know i'll never get to put him um you know uh, uh, up on my up on my mantle he'll never be part of my collection so that's when i said man you know this will be super cool because you can get everything you see in that comic book you'll be able to get it, it, it there's even going to be like monoliths in yeah. there and you'll be able to buy the monolith so you can make a diorama you know, so good so everything <laughs>
0: uh, at what point alongside collecting alongside creating wotu um and Victory comics and all of these things, did you start doing auctions and the things that now take my time and money?
1: <laughs> okay uh, I think it was four years ago or so um. Yeah, 2019. 2019. So we were doing we were going to uh the uh five points festival in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we were gonna we were setting up there with all of our Warriors of Universe stuff. And and Warriors of Universe, we had we had just come back from ZoloCon the month before and uh and, and sold like crazy like had a, a, a killer show, sold tons of stuff. And, um, and, and we're, ri- we're riding high, you know, riding high. And so we, we invested a lot into more, more plastic, heavier, more of this, more of that, more of this to get ready for, for five points. It was a month later. So we, we, I mean, we pushed the hell out of it. And you when you push the hell out of it and you're manufacturing something, it costs yeah. tons. And then I had never been to New York before and I didn't know the place absolutely stuck it in you and broke it off for everything you bought there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, uh, oh, here is a, a piece of shit hotel room that you can barely sleep in, you know, and, and it's you know three or four hundred dollars a night, you yeah. know. And that's your special discount because you know, you know so, so we we uh we, we had that and the trip was just like, man, this thing's going to cost us, you know, so much in gas. Cause we drove there, you know, so much. And I mean, it's 25, 24 hour drive, you know, so mm-hmm. it ain't like it's around the corner for us. But, um, so I said, man, I, I need to, and we didn't have time, you know, we were like a week away. And I was like, I, we, we, I, we need an extra $2,000. You know, I said, we really do need an extra two. And of course I want to spend money, you know, mm-hmm. too. I want to buy stuff. So, uh, so, uh, we said, "You know what? Let's have an auction. Let let let's have a uh uh and and I'll pile up a bunch of vintage stuff and we'll we'll take a picture and let people know, "Hey, we're having a big auction." And so from the warehouse in Paris, it was dark and it was grainy and the phone kept cutting out, but we ended up having like a 4 or 5 hour auction and, and ran like 5,000 bucks. And I said, "Okay, this is cool as shit." Cuz cuz we needed this bad. It was fun because, I mean, everybody was chiming in and it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was raucous, man. I mean, it was uh, that people were like saying all kinds of crap, you know, and, and give me a, hard, and I like people giving me a hard time. I enjoy it because I give people a hard time. So uh, and I said, I said, you know, when we get back from this auction, we need to start doing this. And that's what we did. When we got back. We started doing it because. After that, that's when we were like, okay, we're going to build a, a a big facility here on our property, and um and you know, dude, I don't have to tell anybody construction's expensive, and so uh and and it's not just that it's the time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: time costs money. Like when you're not working, where, where's the money come from? You know, so you, you so I was like, okay, okay, I got to start selling this, that, and the other things I can do without. So really, I sold. Most of my vintage Bullmark collection, that's where it started. Like, I had this massive vintage Bullmark collection. I still have all the mediums and smalls, but most of my large stuff and my my jumbos, I sold those through the auction. And man, I would run those auctions like eight hours straight. We would, we would, gosh. Yeah. we, We would start them like at seven or eight at night, and we would roll into three or four in the morning. And in the middle of the night, the Japanese crowd would jump on and, and, they they would just turn up the heat and it would just be nuts. Cause uh, you you know, we at times when I mean, we'd have 75, 80 people on there just bidding like like you know, I, it's hard it's hard for me to keep up. But I, I, I don't know. I mean I I tell people I said, Boy, it's amazing just a few years ago I was a lot younger, you know, you know, because I could, <laughs> I, could, I could I could hang, you know, I could hang. But now in all fairness, you know, like I come to work real early and I'm at work all day long and then those auctions are at night. Yeah. And so by the time the auctions pop up, man, I'm like most people were like, dude, I'm give out. I'm ready to go home. Well, most people were already went home at five o'clock, but you know, I'm used to staying here till eight. That's I usually stay till eight or nine. So that the auctions are usually when I'm ready to go home, but it's, you know, pump myself. I I enjoy it. So it it gives you a little adrenaline rush so I can hang in there. You'll see, you see me, you've been on there. You see when I just, phase out when i was like when i'm like okay yeah
0: towards the end
1: you're like oh yeah it's about time to go (laughs) what's crazy like on top
0: of all this stuff is the the like knowledge that you're bringing with all these toys and now knowing that you've collected for so long that this is just like you're opening a bin and this is stuff that you've had which is unreal and here here's why it's so unreal to me some of this stuff like you said earlier has been wrapped up probably since like 98 yep you have um the like i have a love for bootlegs in general um one of the ones that i bought 3 in one night you had three of those vin- uh vintage dollar store street shark bootlegs
1: oh yeah, yeah and
0: yeah. i picked up all three and i was there i was there to kill someone <laughs> and so so when those went up um it's like I'm 32 years old so those came out when I was maybe 5 or 6
1: right that's and hitting so, you hard
0: yeah so like I I love street sharks um mm-hmm. I had an ocean warrior when I was really little I don't know how I got it or I just remember having one of them
1: yeah they're probably in the dollar store yeah
0: and then, seeing these ugly mugs come across the screen, it's like, "I'm ready for it." And so, just to know that like you were already just getting these things in collections when they weren't worth anything,
1: oh yeah, 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 like so many bootlegs um I mean i i I, I sincerely, I remember when people would go like, "Hey, um, I've got this muscle warrior or this galaxy warrior." And it's still on the card, and I want 20 bucks for it. I mean, it was laughable. You're like, dude, there's, I would, nobody's gonna give you $20 for that. Yeah. Like, I give eight bucks for those. You know, they'd be like, they'd be like, yeah, okay, you're right. I'll, I'll you know, I'll buy, I'll y'all, you, know, you can have the whole, you can have all of them, you have a case of them, you know, for eight bucks a piece, or, you know, you, you can have all, of them. They, they were just nothing. And, and, and Mexican bootlegs were even, dude, I used to go to the border. Or to Mexico, and I would go in there, and we would go to the candy store, and 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 action figures were either a quarter or fifty cents. Like By if five. they were like a, if they were like a big one that was kind of cooler, then it would be fifty cents. If it was just a regular like a Spider Man or something, it was a quarter. Yeah. And so I would grab a basket, and I would just get a whole. We we thought they were just shit, you know. And you you would just get a, a basket full of them, you know, like a, a store basket. And you go up there and you buy candy and all kinds of crap, you know. And then and then you know you just you'd bring them back across, and and you know you just be like, oh, look at this, and you make fun of them with your friends, and then you throw, throw them in a bin. And you didn't know that you know, like, oh wow, guess what? Thirty years later, them some bitches are worth a lot of money, you know. Yeah. Like especially like the old the old He Man ones, you know. But they were they were not, I mean I I grew up. Well, you know, starting as a, as a, as a freshman in high school, I grew up there South of San Antonio. I was uh, 12 miles from the biggest flea market in all of South Texas. And, uh, and, you know, I would go up there and, and, and to mission flea market. And I mean, most of the times you wouldn't even buy them because you were like, they're they're crap, you know, they're, 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 they're so, sometimes I'd be like, man, that's the cool one, you know? And they'd be like, you know, dollar, give me a dollar, you know, you'd be like, okay, you know, they're, you know, and now you know I find myself but you know paying $300 for one, you know the right one, you know.
0: It's like oh my god. Holy moly. Yeah, I uh yeah, the turtle ones I I love and then the street sharks ones I love. I don't love many others from uh that I've seen, but like it, what's crazy about it is more and more pop up that you don't know exist. Yep. So I um the weird injection molding that happens in these houses in Mexico. Pressure,
1: and pressure molding, pressure molding. Yeah, you they're using these... arm pressure to pressure the, to pressure the, the melted PVC down in there. And you're yeah. getting these ugly,
0: like bebops and rock steady that they, all the weapons are there. The colors are off. The bumpiness is crazy and I fall in love. And then it's yeah. like, they're um, better
1: than they're, better than the real thing because because they're they're so handmade they're so like i do to me there's something about because most of them are just a guy he's got the molds he's got the machine uh and he's just like man he just sits down for his work and and, you know he's there at his house in his garage or in his spare room and he's pressure molding all these toys and and you know then he's sitting there and you know him or his wife crazy painting yep and they're just, they're just, I, I call it slot painting, you know, they're, yeah. they're slot painting all, all these toys, you know, and then they, and they put them in a bag and, and hell, half the time the header card don't even match. They're like, Oh, that's a pretty color. You know, that's just to get on there. <laughs> Every one and of, and the ones of course they sell gotten. them at the flea market. Even today, they don't, they don't get that money. They get a few dollars, $5 or something like that. And by the time they get filtered up to America, you know they're they're because of shipping and or, or or however they're getting here you know then all of a sudden they're $15 or $20 and then you find out well that one's a re- really rare one then now now all of a sudden they're $50 you know you know they they just start yeah. well you saw that did you saw the 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 tortugas ninja that i just uh, i just posted a picture of the duck um uh, yeah
0: isn't that ace
1: that's ace duck i've never that's, seen ace that's the, that is like one of the rarest ones I've ever. And I just got that. I got that. I got that from a guy from California. And, um, and, I mean, he knew it was rare. He's like, dude, this thing's super rare. I was like, yeah. And to be in the package, it's never been open. Not, not that it means like, cause it's two staples in a bag, you know? So right. it's not like you can take a staple opener and open it. But, uh, but yeah, it is. Wow. I mean, it, it mind boggling. It should, that- it should be, in the Guggenheim on the wall, you know. I mean, it's yeah. it's it I mean it's a, it's a work of art, man. Is that
0: going I mean, in your next auction?
1: Oh no, no that that thing's deep into my that, that yeah. You, know, you can get that at my estate sale. carrie will sell it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, ten no, dollars. No,
0: <laughs> I yeah I I've gone through. I have almost all the ones I've seen. I have all the four brothers. I have April Splinter, uh Bebop and Rocksteady. I just picked up Leatherhead. Uh, which I hadn't mm-hmm. seen. Um, Ace, I didn't know existed. And there's another one. I'm going to have King. to... Oh, Yeah, and I have uh, Krang, who is crazy yeah. colors. Like, and then just, it looks like lipstick on him, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I have
1: um, a white Krang. You're, yeah. You're, he's, he's a crazy white. Yeah, yeah I have the, the white one color. with
0: the red. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't... I don't know what they were doing, but it's, it's one I favorite.
1: Great.
0: Um, yeah. And it seems like because you run two auctions a week now, right?
1: Well, I've always had the well, we we would what I would do for the longest time for throughout most of 2019, what I did was we would have the vintage auction. That's yeah. why I always called it the vintage auction. Now I just call it toy auction. But um we'd have the vintage auction and I would say, okay, now is the time for everybody to go get there. Cause we, I mean, we were auctioning for eight freaking hours, man. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, now everybody can take a break and go get their sodas or whatever, or go to the bathroom. And I said, go do what you need to do. And I'm going to auction off some, uh, Wars universe. Um, some of the figures that I make, cause I know a lot of y'all are not into to modern made stuff. And, and so yeah. y- your viewership would drop a little bit, but man, I mean, I would sell those things like crazy. And finally I was like, man, like like it seems like the auction's more hardcore on the stuff I'm making during that little time period than the vintage stuff. So I said, okay, we're going to break away and start doing a Sunday night auction with just, um, with just the Warriors of the Universe. And that was either sometime in late 2019 or early 2020. I can't remember. I think it'd be sometime late 2019. But yeah, and then then we had, well, the Warriors of the Universe auction would be every two weeks every two weeks and then it got to where we were going gangbusters actually we dropped the vintage auctions for like a year mm. doing for like a year because it was doing all i could to, to take we were doing like 40 or 50 figures every auction on sunday night so we were we were burning the burning the road up trying to make that happen and then um when we started to move all this stuff i said oh my god we got to go vintage auction again and just start selling, 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 selling. selling. Of course, that move cost us a fortune. Yeah. I mean, it was just—I mean, being out of pocket, not being able to make as much as many toys as we're used to making, um, everything, like everything, it just—it—it—it it, it, it took the air out of you, man. I mean, it—it was—it was, it was uh, worrisome. You know, yeah. it, at times you're like, man. I mean, you know, like I—I I, I hope the auctions do good. I hope you know, like that's why I kept up the Thursday night auction. And then, like I think we've skipped a couple, even lately, of the Sunday night option because we just can't enough stuff made. And um, and I I just skipped last Sunday night. Now this Sunday night we'll have a big one. But um, but yeah, so yeah, two so the the Thursday night for vintage stuff or oddball stuff, and then uh, Sunday night for the stuff that we make.
0: Yeah, I can tell you that you are now a point of contention in my household every Thursday night. So, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so here's the question. Uh, we I usually ask uh, every guest these next couple questions. Uh, first, what's next? What's next for Victory? What's next for you, as the toy seller and auctioneer? What is all? What's next for you?
1: Well, um, like man, I mean to be honest, when it comes to like toy selling and stuff, I, I really I'm not a toy dealer. I I tell people all the time that people like brand me, you know, like you're a toy. I, yes, I have bought and sold tons of toys but it was really as a collector, you yeah. know, like, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm really after stuff, you know, like it, totally as a collector. Um, even to this day, I'll buy stuff and, uh, and I'll get it in and I'll go, that, I, I love that so much. And I'll have it usually, usually just sitting around. So I look at it for about a week, you know, and then I'll go through a tub and I'll go, Holy shit. I already own that, you know, and then I'll go, <laughs> i I go, <laughs> No, it happens all the time. It, I mean, it create it happens so often you wouldn't believe it. So I go, okay, I'll, that that'll get. So I have a, a big tub that is ready for next week's auction. So that goes in the auction. You know, like, yeah. okay. And I promise myself if I have two of something, multiples of something, same color, same, I can get rid of. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna sell what I have doubles of because I have so much. So yeah. But my deal is just to continue doing like I'm doing. You know what? We we auction for a couple of hours, sometimes three hours, of the uh, of the vintage auction on Thursday night, and that's that's about all I want to do, and I enjoy it. It's not taking any like it's not killing like it's not a ton of effort. You know, uh, K- Carrie actually is the one that has the most effort because she's doing the shipping and 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 doing the payments and all that stuff like that with people. She's the one that has the tough part. Mm-hmm. me getting up there and selling that's just that's kind of fun you know because i'm got i'm actually a lot of this stuff when you see me pick it up i'm looking at it a long time because i'm like like i th- i really didn't pay attention you know i set it down this a week or two ago and now i haven't really even looked at it you know so I'm yeah like, wow, look at um so yeah just to continue that not, not to expand it or do anything more uh i'd love to sell more uh, in bigger quantity but you know there again, most of the time, and I, and I feel them feel for them because I'm the same way. But when a dealer or something comes down, you know, they're, they're, they, they want to pay about 20% of, of value, you know? And, um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at that point, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not like, man, I need the money or, yeah. or, man, I really need to get rid of this stuff. I'll take, you know, pennies on the dollar. I'm just not there yet. You know, like that would have to, that would have, I would have to re- really need the room. Or, or just totally go belly up on something. Yeah. No, I, I, don't see, I don't see that in the, you know, the future. But you never know. Um, and then, as far as making, you know, uh, really what we're doing with Vidalia Mission to Hellroot, that's the kind of the thing I want to stick with is doing a comic, packing toys in with the comic to make it so much fun and so cool that if you read the comic and you're like, dude, I love this well you know what take it a step further and buy all the toys you know and 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 then have that and then of course making movies back to that always back to that like like we we are starting uh a a big prop as you call it but we're actually building it to last out of concrete so we're doing a big like 15 foot monolith out here Mm -hmm. and um and hopefully i'm gonna do uh some some youtube stuff and things that i'm always supposed to be doing but i don't do get online and talk more and do more videos and show hey this is what we're doing right now you know because i'm i'm actually a private person people don't uh, know i don't i don't don't really want yeah i mean you get me talking i'll talk but i could also go forever without ever talking you know like i mean except in person but yeah yeah doing that um getting more exposure just more toy making more toys making more stories making more characters making more comic books um i'm doing a collaboration with another big toy maker we're doing a comic together so which i'm sure we'll make some toys out of too awesome um yeah if you know musculoids yeah frank russo said yeah we're doing a comic book together so um there's that and then um Uh, which it should be insane nuts (laughs) yeah but uh uh yeah and then and then i I make i make toys for uh um uh, red bullet comics so uh vendetta Mm -hmm. and all that all his characters i mean he started doing that in the the early 90s so um so we're we're bringing all his characters to life i am slower than i'm supposed to be because i've only done two vendetta two different vendettas for him but i'll be doing that and uh, I mean, just lots of sh- dude, just lots of, work. I'm a, I'm a guy who likes tons of work piled on me. And I like, you know, barely being able to breathe, just, you know, go, 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 go. I don't, I don't like, I don't like spare time. Yeah. You know? When i when I'm, when I've got a headache and I'm tired, I sit down and I watch a movie, like you know, it's usually late at night or, or like I have a little nap time in the middle of the day. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, hit, I'll hit that a little bit, you know, but that's about uh, it. Yeah. Just
0: with all that, the final thing that I love for all artists to do is plug everything that you've got going on, how people can reach you, and if they want to sell you their collection, how that happens, like <laughs> all that oh, stuff.
1: No, 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 it'd to be some really bad ass shit for me to buy anything right now. Yeah. Um, not that I don't buy. I mean, I still have stuff I collect that I'm after all the time, but it's I'm I'm way more particular, you know, right now than I've ever have been. But, uh, but, yeah, no, uh, uh, Victory Comics LLC is the Instagram. Also, Chance's Toy Collection is on Instagram. So it's whether, you, whether you're whether you looking at what I'm making or you're looking at what I'm collecting or what I've already collected or whatever. And then um, really, really the, the Facebook. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't know. I like Facebook because I love all the banter. I love talking back and forth with people but uh but facebook uh warriors of the universe uh the group that i have on facebook that is active as hell i mean there's like 45 posts a day and people posting stuff for sale people um talking toys talking trash it's you know it, it's it's a fun fun deal and then uh but i mean almost everything you can get between victory comics llc and uh and War is the Universe and Chance's Toy Collection, that pretty much covers everything.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Chance, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: I'm glad to, man. Anytime.